Wow, no one's ever said I've gone from cookies to cuckoo, dude. That's <laughs> awesome. Why am I being hired for the clothes I wear? Yeah. Or the way I look. I'm not being hired for any of that. Yeah. I think I'm being hired because I can take your show end to end. I had an uncle sing Bige Hunt Pere Yaar. Uncle nahi gana the, galat gana hai, wrong audience. Bige Hunt Pere is a bride ke liye kaise gaya uncle, mat gauch. And then you switch off the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uncle will go, hello. <laughs> hello. You know that boy in that blue shirvani, his name is Prem. And then <laughs> Prem is single and I'm like, Alhamdulillah. And they're like, oh, bago. Oh, this is them, not us. Hi, Kubra. Hi. Welcome to After Hours. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you for coming. We are such huge fans of you at All About Eve for very, very diverse reasons. Because <laughs> not just are you an actor that we admire, but you're also a fantastic writer. Oh, thank you and so much. And uh, I personally loved your book. Thank and you. I've loved your journey. And what I found particularly interesting was that um, you went from, if I can safely say, cookies to cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now that's very, very fascinating. No one's ever introduced me like that. That is true, like 100% true. I think this is my camera and that's like, wow, no one's ever said I've gone from cookies to cuckoo, dude. That's awesome. Well, it's true. It's yeah. true. yeah. So tell us a little about literally starting from selling cookies, which you had said in one of your talks was the first gig that you did. Yeah. To now this. Yeah. I think up until I started selling those cookies outside that mall in Sharjah, I don't think I was really working for the economy of working. I was working for like ah, pocket money, you know, I would get like say 3000 rupees a show. I mean, it was a lot of money hmm. to make for like a show. So I had actually grown to 3000 rupees. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was that thing where on New Year's Eve, you got like 25,000 rupees because you were like, woohoo. You yeah. know, like, woo! <laughs> it was like, yeah. woo! So that's why I used to, I think, host back in the day. Also, then it became a way of like kind of supporting the family also, like, ulta sida somehow, like, mm. whatever. For the first time, I thought I was earning a salary. So my first ever full-time job was to work in Sharjah Mall, wearing an apron and a chef's hat and like stand outside this store in the mall and say, would you please like to try my chocolate chip cookies? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would do that. And I didn't last there too long. Uh, not because I wasn't uh, competent enough to like stay at the job. I could have done that. But I didn't feel like I belonged there. Hmm. It was very clear. I remember having this conversation once with my mom. Uh, I was cleaning the refrigerator and uh, I said, wow, it just feels like being at home. And I wanted to be anywhere else but home hmm. at that time. I wanted to break away from every single identity that's attached to me. And I don't think it felt like, like as clear or as vivid as it becomes, you know, the more and more you visit it. Like I'm talking to you right now and I'm almost painting a picture of hmm. what it felt like to be cleaning the refrigerators. Yeah. You know, like changing the trays of dough. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing something that was meant that was meant for I wasn't meant to be doing that. Yeah. I knew I was meant to do something else. What I don't know. Hmm. 
so th- i think that's where it really started <laughs> but uh, very khuddar type of aadmi i am hmm. <laughs> they say come and take some money and i think it was uh, lacking a thousand dirhams or something i said i don't want any of your money <laughs> oh shit now you have to really find a job <laughs> because now you have to sustain yourself in a new foreign country yeah. so uh, yeah i didn't take that money but soon enough i had a job like my first job which was at the 12th largest it distributor of middle east and uh, what was your job <laughs> i was a sales coordinator there so i used to get like you know the sales that would happen yeah so i would make it go through like you know get it approved by marketing get it approved by like the logistics get it approved by accounts yeah and then stamp it so i was like the hmm guy who connected was the that's runner that's so fascinating that even that's in so your journey that's so interesting i've actually never spoken about that too yeah even in your journey you've always been connected with doing things with people yeah connecting yeah. with people yeah and i think that's what you do in cinema as well yeah you i mean there is uh, no knowledge or experience that you acquire just by living life that mm-hmm. will ever go for a waste yeah uh, and you've actually done a ted talk on how you started making money from talking yeah Yeah. I had a hashtag called paid to talk. Paid to talk. I still I mean technically do own it. Yeah. But you know I wanted to ask you what is the strangest gig you've done to pay your rent because you said you're very khuddar. You know you have always been independent. The strangest gig. Yeah. Something that comes to mind and you were just like I need to pay this month's rent and I need to get this job done so this is what I'm going to do it's okay. I don't think I ever looked at any job like I would always in hindsight say if I don't get this job then who will pay my rent or how will I pay mm. my rent but I never really looked at a job and said if I do this now I'm sorted for my rent I really never did that I always did a job because I enjoyed doing the job hmm interesting and then like the bills and everything got paid got it yeah so it was never like oh for this you know don't do it no yeah I would never do it with like Uh, a negative attachment so to say hmm yeah but in so, hindsight i always look at me like c c c we did like five gigs and then see i was able to pay my rent yeah yeah i'm wanted to since you said you always enjoyed doing what you did i wanted to go back to when you started with your uh audition for ready uh. and you had said in an interview that wearing a short dress yeah. you waited for five and a half hours mm. What By the way, that timing like? keeps changing. Huh? Like uh-huh. there are different truths in my mind at different times. What? Huh? Okay. What is the current truth? Current? Maybe five and a half hours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so in those five and a half hours, you're sitting there in your short dress. Yeah. What are you feeling? What is Kubra feeling at that point in time? So I can't exactly remember the emotions that were feeding through me at that particular time. But if I had to kind of assimilate my thoughts. it would have been in the zone of like dude what a moment because i remember how i cracked this audition i was at another audition hmm. where it was almost a construction site sort of a situation all right okay. so they had like this makeshift room in there and i went there for some ad audition and they said why don't you ask shahid who's the casting director for hmm. ani sir's film i think he's looking for someone Shut up! Is that how Bombay works? <laughs> so then, I think that's what got me to this audition. Hmm. And at that time, it made sense. We just carried 
two three changes yeah. and it now sounds like a romantic story but yeah. trust me there's nothing there's no romance to this story at all yeah because you have to go into dingy little bathrooms and change yeah you know yeah random yeah you're carrying kajal and one bindi <laughs> because you have to look like housewife yeah you know or like one regular kurta some random jhumka you're carrying hmm. so all these things used to carry so i went there and i went they dressed like a maid and uh, he said ye kya pehna hai aise na maid bola tha na aapne to isse nahi nahi hot maid lbd to the rescue so i went i changed in that little bathroom usually it's like a blue tiled bathroom in mada area so i went i changed i came out and i sat and i said no that's it and he's was me you're going to walk in and you know is going to be like look around the room and then spot me because you always get spotted hmm in bombay yeah so he'll spot me and then he will say you come then we'll discuss script yeah because ab tak to humne thode to interviews dekhi the na to humko pata tha ki kuch to baatein hongi hmm so i was waiting there crossing and crossing my legs hmm. you know like yeah, time hi khatam nahi ho raha hai hum bhi matlab kuch to karne aaye hain yahan pe aisa to hota hai hmm मेरा भी टाइम वैल्यूएबल है बट हमेशा से था हमेशा से बिकॉज़ वी केम फ्रॉम अ बैकग्राउंड वेयर टाइम वाज रिस्पेक्टेड या व्हाइल यू वर्क इन अ कॉर्पोरेट इट्स नॉट लाइक हम आर्टिस्ट हैं नहीं तुम अपना काम कर रहे हो तो चुपचाप टाइम पे आओ पंच इन पंच आउट वाज इंपॉर्टेंट या ओवर टाइम आल्सो वाज देयर यहां पे तो नहीं तो एनीवे आई वाज वेटिंग इन एंटिसिपेशन ही वॉक्ड इन ही डिड लुक लाइक टुवर्ड्स मी then he pointed it everyone else who was sitting there then he came back to me and said ye hai kya maid and i was like yes this is happening and then he said okay done <laughs> you got picked done selection what yeah <laughs> i just got picked to play head maid wouldn't believe it yeah. and i really couldn't until about 6:37 in the evening because i got a call saying up thailand chaling chaling na salman bhai ki film hai I said done. Then we went and did the film. Hmm. I shot in Sri Lanka and in Bangkok. And it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that because it was very different, right? It had, yeah. it was like see, the thing is honestly by this time I had hosted so many events where the show starts when I get there. Yeah. And acting is exactly the opposite of that. Hmm. I have to wait until everybody else is ready yeah. to put together something. Now, this is a learning that I have taken from every single set. Hmm. You are not the queen. You are vulnerable. You are hmm. vulnerable as the queen. Like so, yeah. as every character, you are dependent on someone else to make yeah. this happen. Like for this shoot to happen, we all need to be here, right? Yeah. So it's more than one person. putting it together and i don't think i had that humility to think of it while i was doing events hmm because well i walked and i said good evening ladies and gentlemen and the show began yeah and here i had to wait for someone else hmm to run the show that is humbling <laughs> you know that is humbling yeah uh so i don't think i necessarily enjoyed it too much as i character banna hi nahi tha yaar ye kya hai aise hoti hai acting humko pata hai सबको होता है ठीक है और हमको भी होता है तो ये गलत हो रहा है 
But then, no, I think we went through it. Yeah. And I remember every time I would like, I would be angry at this film. So my mom would say, no, now you've taken this up. It's your responsibility. You need to deliver. Hmm. And I think that's where, you know, the phrase kind of sticks through. Start well, finish well. Hmm. Of course, there's going to be up and down in between, but as much as possible, consciously start well and finish well. That's I'll it. take that with me, actually. Yeah, I'll try to do that myself. Yeah. Every day. It's hard. Sometimes. It is hard. Some days it's it's harder than yeah. other days to like be like, hey, it's a great day. Yeah. It was a great day. Yeah. Sometimes it's harder to like start yeah. well and finish well, even in regular days, start yeah. just about projects or goals or things like that. I heard Kubra in an interview where you said, I want to be famous yeah. because people listen to famous people. Correct. What is it that you feel you want to say that people should listen to? I think it's become more about what I want to do. Hmm. Like, I feel like saying has such little impact because it's the real doing that makes the change Fair. progressively. Yeah. So like it's the little things about the way I live and I do things even for myself. So, oh wow, she is like, I don't know, but it's an interesting narrative around like, like for example, like people have perceptions, right? Hmm. So how can, and if my perceptions are working in like kind of, like just by me authentically living my life, it's if it's affecting more than one person, maybe I'm doing something right there. Hmm. I don't know what it is. But yeah. it feels like magic. Yeah. Just now. Cuckoo ka jadu. Right? That's really well said too, right? Like it's just that. Yeah. The, the, the art of not knowing what's happening, but like the idea that, can I do something with a little more presence in this than I probably did it the last time I did it? Yeah. Because eventually we're just creating patterns of what we're doing. Yeah. Right? So if I can just better that pattern, yeah. then my result will have a different yeah. impact. So just that. Hmm. So for example, people call me vocal about what? I don't know. I think it's just about like addressing my own pain points. Yeah. Eventually, right? So like I remember like uh, you would write like, oh, we need the boy or the male host to wear like a black tux or a black suit but the female MC has to send the options so I don't know I don't send okay then if you want options then you get you know a stylist hmm. everything is available but if you're asking me then you need to have faith that I know what I'm doing also why am I being hired for the clothes I wear yeah. or the way I look I'm not being hired for any of that yeah. I think I'm being hired because I can take your show end to end Hmm. So I started speaking about things like that because they mattered to me. Yeah. So I was literally doing the changes that I wanted to be, see. Sometimes it's hard to do that, but it's okay. The idea is like, you can't probably win every time. Yeah. But the idea is not to give up. Yeah. Like you just keep trying. So I think those are little things that matter to me. Education matters to me. Uplifting, uh, you know, and, and education is not through books. I'm saying just by like watching films or listening to music intently. Like I know people who have philosophies that are based around music. Yeah. Uh, how do you 
actually care for yourself? How do you actually break the patterns that you feel you've been prey to for so long? I think just by trying to attempt to be a more simple person mm-hmm. is something that I want to do, which kind of says, no, you're fine. You can be happy through all of this and have all the success and everything too. Yeah, You know, like it doesn't need to be a mission. It's not about like, this happened to me, so now that. I think just speaking your truth. I think mm-hmm. that was a medium of the book. Yeah. I didn't feel trapped anymore. I was going to get to that. You know, it was literally that. It's yeah. like, I could, how many people do I intend to meet and tell them, you know what, what happened to you hasn't happened to you alone in the bigger scheme of things. Yeah. You know, we all share similar stories. Yeah. So there you go. The book came out and it seemed to touch more than one person. It's like there's something that I've done that has made me be in a position where someone can read and be affected by whatever I've lived through. And I don't feel alone and neither do they. Was it scary to be so vulnerable? It was sometimes more difficult than other days. Hmm. Like it was tougher to write certain chapters or I complete a certain thought. I would presume so because there are some... Yeah, so then I would just be like, fuck, let me just take a break. Like, yeah. Let me walk away from this situation. So I would just shut my laptop and then go away. Very interestingly, I sold my laptop just now. So I bought myself a new computer. So I actually don't have anything from the workings, I guess. I guess. Hmm. I don't have anything from the book. Uh, but interesting, right? Like, like you wrote all of this, you put it out there, and then you just cut yourself free from something yeah. that was probably holding you back. Maybe some things out of that were holding me back. Yeah. And even the realization that something was holding you back is it's pretty awesome, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's huge progress. Huge progress. I wanted to ask you, you know, because of course... Everybody kind of talks about writing as a very cathartic medium. Mm. You know, that's why they say journaling is a great habit to have because it really helps you release the experiences of the day. You have it, you know, you've put pen to paper, you've gotten it out of your system and then you're not sleeping with it. You're not carrying it anymore. What is the difference between the pre-book and post-book Kumbra? There's a lot of release and relief. Mm. Mm. But it's also like... How do I explain this? Okay, so I watch a lot of these. Uh, have you watched Mary Kondo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you watched The Queer Eye? No. Okay, so all these shows, right? So they go to someone's place and they clear yeah, up yeah, all yeah, the yeah. mess. Okay, so there are two things that happen. One is like, aha, all of this is so new. But then there's a second one that's like, shit, that was the mess I was living in. Yeah. So I think I'm at that stage right now where I'm, and it's been a year to the book, right? So literally, I'm just like, still getting used to the new air or sorts. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting to know that there is really, so there are times, you know, that some of the things that you wrote were so vividly kind of surface. Hmm. It's like, fuck, I was actually sleeping with that kind of energy. Yeah. So then when it surfaces, now to just, completely like, you know, discourse from it or detach from it and then move on because it's done now. Yeah. I've I've said what I've had to say. I've healed from what I've had to heal, but it doesn't mean it doesn't show up. Yeah. So sometimes it shows up and I think I'm just finding that balance right now of uh, enjoying the new space. Hmm. 
and enjoying this new life. I also, as we were speaking, just turned forty. Yeah. And you asked me, how does it feel? Yeah. Uh, I think I've just had like too many things. Like you're forty, you're forty, you're forty. Everyone celebrated, and I'm just like, hey, 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 hey. So I'm still trying to get a definition and feeling of what it feels like to be forty. I loved turning thirty. Yeah, I loved turning thirty. But again, yeah. it was like for me, like I was like, I'm gonna do this and this and this and this. And this is like the it was the best decade of my life. Yeah. So far, so I feel like by looking at my last decade as an example, this next decade is gonna be pretty phenomenal. I I would hope so. Yeah. I'm convinced it would be. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it should be as it should be. <laughs> You know, we spoke about the book, and there were two things that I wanted to discuss with you. Please. One, of course, was you know you having been very candid and honest about the abuse that you mm. experienced. Mm. And while I I wouldn't, you know, I you've spoken about it, people have read about it. The question I wanted to ask you was, did that impact the way you saw love? Sure, it does, right? Yeah. It would be silly it. not to think of it, and sometimes you don't even need to go through abuse at a personal level or like at a level where you know uh, you're seeing someone your age go through it. So there's like oh heightened empathy. Uh, sometimes the relationship that your parents have between themselves can also yeah. shape your perception Correct. of what love is. Relationships are. But I think I was listening to Shobha Day in a conversation recently, and she said that if we look at a relatively small sample of people, but like where women are in a position to still make a choice to marry someone or not, then they know it's only a choice. So then they know it's a choice even to not stay in a relationship that's not fulfilling them. Yeah. So it's like. There's nothing that's absolute, like yay marriage. So wow, no. But I feel like there is a sense of freedom and a sense of choice mm -hmm. that's there now in the mix. Yeah. So I feel like um, I'm embracing that as well, and not being like. I think I stopped chasing, like consciously chasing. Maybe subliminally, I was still chasing a number in my head, but I think. Post 27, I was like, "Acha, so traditionally, ऐसे वैसे करके शादीवादी तो नहीं होने वाली है, you know, because I had already crossed that threshold. Threshold, yeah. मतलब I was some sort of either like biggest liability or like greatest jackpot. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I feel I'm in jackpot section right 100%. now. Hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's how everyone should feel. Yeah. Unfortunately, society conditions us to yeah, feel differently. You're such a liability, and you're probably like the greatest jackpot waiting to happen. Yeah. yeah. This is scratch card, right? Sabi surface. <laughs> But okay, you you spoke about turning forty. What have your twenties and thirties taught you about love? Uh, that's actually a chapter <laughs> in the book. Yeah. So I've reached that level where I know that <clears throat> there was a time. Okay, let's let's right. Like when I was younger, flames. Yeah, it's like a big deal, dude. Yeah, it's like I was just watching Guns and Gulabs, right? Mm -hmm. So very sweet, yeah. So put the flames, maybe na. Mera to L I hai. Ab to bhaiya, main M karke raha, you know. So that used to happen with me. Mm. Because it was very simple, yeah. Like you look around you, there's enough cinema, there's enough thing, and Also, I came from a really protective family, so I was like, if the 
the only way I can get out of this is by having my own family, which meant I needed to marry someone. So hmm. idea was to love her. Okay, we will meet someone, kiss someone, go back home, and then be like flames, <laughs> and then it'll happen. Then we'll marry. But simple, yeah, life, not difficult. Yeah. What is the complication? Then it did happen once, <laughs> twice, then thrice, then four times. Then abuse happened. Are you mad? What the fuck? Like, it's a giri nee ra, yar. What is happening? Oh, yeah. I'm in a zord ball. <laughs> So then by 27, जब फिर मतलब शायद for the 81st time when I had my heart broken, तो सही कह रही है यार अब थोड़ा धीरे चल पे फिर तीस साल के हो गए फिर it was like अब कुछ करते हैं फिर वो sad incident of abortion हो गया तो फिर अगेन क्वेश्चन करो अपनी रियलिटी और ये हो क्या रहा है तो फिर हमने फिर थोड़ा झगड़ा किया अपने आप के साथ कि यार अब माँ तो नहीं बन सकते <laughs> ये तो नहीं हो सकता अपने लाइफ में फिर अब मतलब यू नो टूवर्ड्स अगेन दैट थर्टी सेवन मार्किशिंग माई सेल्फ फॉर ये चल क्या रहा है भाई वॉट्स दिस फाइट ये क्या ये क्या अंगार है मतलब रिलैक्स थोड़ा लाइफ स्ट्रेस क्यों है इसका इतना हर चीज को मुद्दा बनाना है लड़की को मतलब क्या क्या है ये मुद्दा करना है करो नहीं करना है मत करो बुलाया जाओ लाइक ये पार्टी यू गो टू दिंग पार्टी यू नो दे I have nothing to wear. <laughs> Then don't cry. Then just get ready and go to the party. So I feel like now I am ready to go to the party. Yeah, I'm just getting ready. Look, I've come to the party. It's a fab fab look for the party. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how candidly you know you've been able to talk about and write about um your abortion sort of incident. I. I think so many women kind of almost instantly empathized with that yeah. because I'm sure so many people have experienced that. Yeah, man. You know, and I'm sure so many people reached out to you, you know, and said the same that, oh my God, this was a very tough choice. I know many women who did, and I'm very grateful for them to come up and have that conversation. It opened up conversations around postpartum. It opened up conversations around the children they did not want to have, yeah. <clears throat> and how hard it's been for them. It just opened up so many conversations, and I think, is that what I want to say? Is that what I want to do? Well, by doing, it's opened up conversations. I think we're in the right space, yeah. so to speak. Also, to know that you're not alone in anything. Yeah, you may not always find that person. I didn't find anyone through any of these. Yeah, experiences, <clears throat> experiences, or at that time challenges, or even crisis, if you want to call it. Yeah, you know. But I think I haven't come out of it alone. Hmm. Always had situations that made it better, communities that made it better. Maybe not by vocalizing, but just by doing other things. Hmm. You know, like I was still working. I was distracting my mind. I don't know. I'll tell you one thing: by running away from it, it's not leaving you. Yeah. The best way to probably tackle it is to address it, mm-hmm. to accept. So I've been able to accept different things at different times in my life. 
and I can tell you that it's amazing to accept what happened to you. I'm not saying you can change it. I'm not saying what happened was right or wrong. But to know that you could not have changed what happened to you is also a superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, we, of course, heard you say that when you realized that you were, you know, unintentionally pregnant, in that state of mind, you went to host a wedding. Yeah. Fuck. I can't even imagine what that would feel like. No, no, man. It was random. I was lying in a bathtub. I don't know what it feels like to, you know, bleed so much. Like, your insides feel raw. It's quite gross, if I can say so. Yeah. It's also a very, very induced state of shame. Because the society has conditioned you to feel yeah. shameful about something yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah, but I went through that. <clears throat> yeah. And I applaud your courage. Thank you. There have I been really times do. I've applauded myself. It's important. It is important. It is important. You know, we talk about forgiving ourselves. It also means cheering yourself, right? Yeah. Who's cheering for you in your corner? Fuck it. No one is. Do the freaking cartwheels, yeah, for yourself. Or at least in your head. I can't do cartwheels. At least in my head, yeah. you know. Enjoy those little moments. I'm trying to. Yeah. It's good fun. You know, in all of your interviews, you do come across as one of your greatest cheerleaders. You know, you're like, you go girl. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of myself, etc, etc. And in society, you know, especially women, we're told that, you know, like, don't be so loud about your accomplishments. Um, men get intimidated or, you know, like, just all sorts of things. Have you been told that firstly? No, I don't remember being told like, you know, men are better than you. No, you know, I mean, people will be scared, they will be scared. That is people's problem, okay? First of all, if people are problem, it's not my problem. Okay, so this is differentiation. I mean, like, like, full tight. If people are getting offended, it is their problem, not mine. Correct. This is conditioning. Hardcore conditioning, self-conditioning. It's not my problem. Yeah. And then it kind of like gets more solidified because there was this uh, Instagram meme that was going around uh, and it'll make sense, which is why I'm sharing this. Uh, it's like, I think it was one of these actors who said, I think it was Ben Affleck or something, <laughs> who said that if you have a problem with me, text me. If you don't have my number, then you don't know me well enough to have a problem with yeah. me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. If you have a problem, you reach out to me. Baat ka hai. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And if you have a problem, please be your guest. Yeah. You know, you have a problem, you have a problem, you have a So that's very clear hmm. at my end. Uh, to there are days, you know, where even I lack the energy to be like my biggest cheerleader. So those are the days I'll whisper to myself. Very well said. Yeah. Be nice. Be kind yeah. to yourself. Be gentle. Yeah. Be gentle. Try. Try yeah. to remind yourself that you are protected. Yeah. Um, so And it's really about what you see, what you consume, who you meet. Hmm. You know, if you keep surrounding yourself with the same naggy energy, then you're going to feel naggy. You hang out with like energy that is telling you how shit life is, then you automatically start feeling how shit your life is. So if people aren't able to add 
a layer of, you know, that joy or cream to your cake, you can sit at home and make your own icing. Yeah. You know, refill yourself. Do thing. Yeah. So this whole Shringar Ras was something that was taught to me by my therapist. Hmm. She said, spend that time. So I actually spend that time today getting ready for you. Oh. I genuinely mean I'm it. I'm very privileged. <laughs> no, genuinely. Like yeah. I wanted to feel like fun. Yeah. I wanted to feel light and happy. And so I was like, okay, no, cool. I'm going to do my hair like this. I'm going to like do my eyes a certain way. I, and I did make that effort. Yeah. I wasn't rushed by time. I didn't yeah. feel like I had to rush myself to be anywhere. Yeah. I wanted to come here feeling like, hmm, hi. <laughs> so those, this, this was probably a whisper day for me. Yeah. Very well said. That's, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. The days you can't be your own cheerleader, just whisper good things to yourself. Yeah. Whisper the sweet nothings. It's always nice. Yeah. You know, one of the things that, uh, rather one of the moments that I remember very distinctly, I was a huge fan of Sacred Games. Mm. I think it's one of the best sort of series that has come out, um, you know, from India for the ODD platforms, right? And I'm sure you get this a lot. You get recognized as... Yeah, as Cuckoo. Cuckoo, right? It's just, you can't, no. like, not... You can't unsee it. Like, mm. Kubra is Cuckoo. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's what it is, right? Yeah. I remember true. that one scene where, you know, she's kind of telling... Nawaz's character and it's a very emotional scene you know it's it's really one where you kind of strip yeah and it's like there's so much vulnerability in the eyes more than the action of doing yeah. that you know yeah. it's not like stripping out of your clothes it's mm -hmm. literally like bearing your soul correct in that scene correct and I wanted to ask you because I've been such a fan of that show what was that like seen, what was that moment like? What was that experience like? So first piece of information that's really critical to this is that that scene was shot on the first day of me shooting Sacred Games. Wow. So not only is it the biggest job of my life up until this point, it's also something I've never done. And number three, it is the last scene we're shooting on day number one. Hmm. So up until this point, it's all fun and games, okay? Like, ha 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 ha, Nawaz dekho, you know, it's like, love wo scene karna hai, so then, you know, he's like grinding against me in front of the mirror, behind the cupboard, on the bed, we're having a scene, ha 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 ha, but I'm sitting and thinking, how will I cry? Hmm. I'm not thinking about frontal nudity, I'm not thinking about bearing my soul, I'm thinking, how will I cry? I know crying to hai scene mein, kaise karenge? And literally, that was my thought. Hmm. Like, that was chasing through my head the whole day. Hmm. But it was Anurag who turned things so calm and cool and said, uh, come, let's discuss this scene. What's your poison? And then I said, red wine. Because <laughs> I had just started drinking, I think, at that time. <laughs> not even. Hmm. Not even. Hmm. Yeah, not even, I think. No, no, no. I just, yeah, I just started drinking. So he said, no, no, no. What red wine? We'll get you some whiskey. Mm -hmm. So then we got whiskey, which still happens to be my favorite whiskey ever. So we poured very tiny little shots of whiskey in our crystal glasses with the round ice. Mm -hmm. and like said, professionals. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's an serious. event. Yeah. It's, it's a celebration of sorts. We're about to embark on something great tonight. Yeah. 
and let's celebrate and we were talking about it and he started reading the lines as i following the lines and then he took the paper away he threw it and said sun so then as he read the lines i was sipping this it was warm and hot and burning all at the same time and there was something that we did in there the way he said those lines that this tear drop and the whole day he was asking me questions so tell me about yourself what is your love life da, 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 da. and then it all culminates to this one moment in the vanity van where you know nawaz is there he's there i'm there and this tear drops and he says now no one will talk to her i will see her on set and we went straight into the scene we finished the scene and uh, when the last part of my close up and this and that was done and I was crying on the floor they came in very sweetly very good very good very good very good excellent excellent you did really well come 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 now you have to go because you have to finish nawaz's like oh shit back to freaking reality but i was broken that day i was done i was finished and um, i written in the book as well that day when i walked in and they were like do you need a car to go to the set and i was like no i'll walk to the set ha 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 and when the scene was over and they said do you want a car and i just wept and i slid into the car and i just kept weeping until i went back and no one spoke to me we quietly removed the makeup yeah. Then on my way back, I texted Anurag and I asked him, "Am I still on the show?" He said, "Are you crazy? You gave us gold." Oh, it was such fine piece of acting, really, really fine. I'm very grateful to Anurag. He, 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 and Anne Navas, yeah. Anne Silverstone, yeah, Anne Aloka. I think this, this, this entire job was was a dream job, and I've had a lot of aha moments, but I think the first aha will always be the biggest aha. <laughs> No it was and I can imagine that a scene like that can lead to temporary emotional bankruptcy almost yeah you know because yeah. it it can empty you to deliver that because mm. it was so moving like I remember watching it and feeling so moved by it yeah it yeah so acting is really living the same emotion over and over again until you get it right so whatever you felt was coming from obviously like you know like my sense of loss at this point and my pain and you know like the fear that i'll lose like this one love of my life it's all coming from there right yeah. so again I, i think i know what it feels like to be that way as a human being at large my gender didn't matter yeah it was just losing someone you love yeah and that's not fun or easy having experienced that so it came from that now you, the the challenges We all have probably felt that way. I'm just doing it over and over again for the mm. camera till I get it right. Yeah. So we did it, and of course, it just takes the Mickey out of you. But it's done, and then you move on. Yeah. And you do it again because another job requires you to do something like that. But you find a new motive, and you find a new place, and you find a new story, and you find a new journey. Hmm. And you do it again. So, you know, as you're doing these extremely emotional. vulnerable scenes and as you said you do it again and again till you get it right for the camera one obviously feels extremely spent yeah right once you've done that job uh, before you move on to the next one how do you tie up those ends of you know feeling spent as a character then coming back to the semblance of being yourself and then diving into the next one 
Well, sometimes you have the luxury that, you know, you finish a project and then you go away for a vacation or you disconnect from the regular, like, space that you may have. Sometimes you don't. Mm. You know, sometimes you're just going reserve to reserve, reserve to reserve, reserve to reserve, reserve to reserve. And it's yeah. okay because that's something that, that's when you look at yourself and say, how do I conserve most amount of my energy? Yeah. Okay, so you know, I've been very interested in asking you, why are you so big on adventure? Because I know it's a very big part of your life. Yeah. You literally, I think, plan your travels based on what is the next adventurous thing I can do. Is no, I, al so? I also find a lot of peace in that moment of known and unknown. Mm. That, for me, I know that, that unknown is scary as hell, but that... Whether it's diving, where I'm like, you know, doing the Eskimo role, where there is this moment of sitting at the edge of the boat and not knowing what's going to happen, how this dive is going to treat you. That for me is like the reason why I do it, because there's this one split second in every or any adventure that you do where you cannot hear a word or a thought in your head. You are there hmm. and you don't know what's happening. Very powerful moment. Mm. Have you then, gone on a night dive again? No. Not yet? No. Not yet. I will. Hmm. Opening I up know to you the will. idea. But yeah, yeah, I haven't yet. I will go with people I know and yeah. I know I'm okay with that idea. Yeah. It's like uh, this time when I was in Australia, I ate so much seafood. I've never ever, like, I just don't like it. So I've never eaten it, but I've become a little more like adventurous. <laughs> So I ate ceviche, so I ate raw fish, dude. I, I ate oysters. I ate my main course as fish. Like, hmm. Very good, very good, very good. Okay, so Kubra, since we are at the end of our episode, there is a question that we ask all of our guests and it is, how do you, Kubra Seth, unwind after hours? What do you do to relax and chill? I watch TV. Hmm. Um, my phone goes into snooze by half past nine. That's a great habit. Yeah. I try to drink some water and do my last minute tie-ups. Mm. Yeah, I spend some time on the couch, watch TV and then I, I, I try as much as possible to brush my teeth <laughs> at night before going to bed. It's a good habit to have. And that's how I unwind. I play with my cat a little bit. Also, my cat's a bit docile by the evening. Hmm. He's tired of sleeping, so he wants some attention. So he'll come, he'll have that conversation. Yeah. So it's all good. I try to eat like by 7.38 hmm. max. Nice. Simple. So we are going to play one last game with you. Since yes. you have been a fabulous host of so many events. Yeah. And, you know, uh, yeah. functions. No. The game is called Host or Hostage. So we're going to give you a few situations. Mm. And you tell us with your experience, having been a host, um, how would you deal with them? Okay. Okay. So um, a drunk Fufaji at a wedding falls on the stage. <laughs> what does Kubra do? I'll go help him. Hmm. I'm that guy. Yeah. I go help him and be like, Are, 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 Pupaji, what happened? Come on, come on, yeah, everyone. Come, let's help Pupaji. Yeah. We nice. like Pupaji. Good thing to do. Yeah. So the second is the bride's ex comes and he starts performing or dancing to Channa Media. Are, I've had an uncle sing Bhige Hunt Tere Yaar. 
अंकल नहीं गाना था ये गलत गाना है रॉन्ग ऑडियंस तेरे से आप ब्राइट के लिए कैसे गाए अंकल मत गाओ अंकल को सुना ही नहीं दे इमेजिन वैसे बहुत ही कम लोगों को ये गाना गाना चाहिए लगे मुझे तन तेरा साउंडिंग सो रॉन्ग एट अ वेडिंग फ्रॉम एन अंकल इट्स बिजार नो 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 सो या Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how would I would handle that situation. Maybe you can stand my... and laugh little bit on the corner. What? Arey no. So I can't laugh like ha ha ha. No. So I've laughed in vibrato mode. <laughs> Great. And then you switch off the mic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And then so... uncle will go hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> One two three. Big big big. The environment has turned hostile towards. <laughs> गुड Um, some buaji comes and says, uh, "You're single. Can I introduce you to my son?" Yeah, that has happened. So, like, uh, at, at like these weddings, they'll come up to me and they'll be like, "Hmm, tomara naam kya hai, aunty? Mera naam Kubra. Oh, very nice, very nice." And then they'll be like, "You know that boy in that blue shirwani? His name is Prem. And then <laughs> Prem is single." And I'm like, "Alhamdulillah." And they're like, "Oh, bago." <laughs> Oh, this is them, not us. <laughs> no, this is going to go viral on the internet. <laughs> this is. But it's happened, yeah. yeah. I, I'm my own person. We'll cut my own patta. <laughs> I'm not following mass sentiment. Okay, last is easy. Some celebrity performer who was supposed to come just does not show up because he or she has had a temper tantrum. Ah, has that also happened? Yeah, happen? uh-huh. very uh, real scenarios have come. Arey, outstanding. Once this amazing singer, I said, "Ah, I'm entering. I'm going to see my outfit." So then I had to go back again and play like tug of war, yeah, till he changed and came. So I'm playing thing? with like. लड़की वाले अगेंस्ट लड़के वाले टग आउटफिट आएंगे डे 
So there's a small like, you know, like a balan, but a very small balan, like a gilly type. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, like that. And what they used to do is they used to, so so it's about this size, okay. And and the guys used to stand opposite each other. They shouldn't like they 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 stick their feet to each other angularly. And now they should try to get that whatever gilly out of that other person's hand. To make it tougher, they used to like layer it with like fat. Ooh, so, so it's slippery. Would, like, yeah, yeah. It would slip out. So yeah. I recently played this game. Cheers. <laughs> Contacting Cobra said for all game recommendations. Hey, Super you have soon. No idea. I've played. I've made people play potato lemon race, where I've tied like a potato with a thread to people's waists, and then they have to like like you know swing the potato that's suspended. <laughs> <laughs> aim at the lemon and then take the lemon to the finish line. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really interesting to see like grown ass uncles. I can imagine. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'm so talented. I can't begin to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm beginning to see it. <laughs> I always knew you were talented, not in this way. <laughs> this is a discovery. This is it. This is it. This is it. This is the main discovery. That's it. Thank you, Cobra, for Thank coming you. on our show. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you.